Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky podcast, issue number 52, talking about Naughty Dog's Uncharted, the infamous series with action and adventure. But before we get into Naughty Dog's uh, Uncharted 4, one of the most infamous and long-awaited games since the last Uncharted, we've got a couple of uh, nerd news items to get out of the way. So yeah, the first thing that I want to get out of the way, which is probably one of the biggest news that we have uh, all around for all of our, I guess you'd say, jack-of-all-trade nerds. The summer of Netflix is nigh upon us. We have a number of really cool stuff coming. So first of all, the first thing you should probably know is that Netflix and Disney are in a partnership right now to only stream, or so Disney will have all of their movies, as far as I know, or at least a lot of the better ones, on Netflix only. So if you have a Netflix subscription, you'll be able to watch Star Wars. Everyone. Everyone who has Netflix. Uh, And every single Star Wars, too. You'll be able to watch Indiana Jones. You'll be able to watch Marvel movies. Like, just that, like, good stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's going to be great. And that's not all that they have, either. Um, they do actually have, um, where is it? They're getting Jurassic Park Trilogy in June, which I believe that should be beginning of June. Which is kick-ass. Which is fucking awesome. So one, two, and three. Uh, we're not getting Jurassic World yet. I probably should. I'm pretty sure it's still on HBO. So we'll see. Uh, Spotlight, which is actually a great movie. I don't know if you guys saw that. That'll be in June as well. Mm, starring um, Mark Ruffalo um, and Michael Keaton. And Amy Adams. So you pretty much you have Lois Lane, Birdman, and the Hulk all in one movie. All along many, <laughs> many other people. I still call him Batman. To me, he's still Batman. Yeah. yeah. Old Batman. Batman Beyond Batman. And it's, and it's crazy how we haven't been able to watch like DC movies on Netflix because like, Netflix is such a huge platform. And you would think that Disney would be like, oh, yeah, anyone wants, wants to watch like Mulan or Aladdin? Like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And it took this long. But also, with, another thing that I noticed is that the uh, the subscription is going up because I have just the, the digital one. I don't have any oh, yeah. uh, physical copies coming. And uh, when I turned on my PlayStation and went on Netflix, it's like, oh, your subscription will be uh, you know increased by this much. So it'll be this much starting from this date. And... You can check that out on, on this site. But I was like, oh, okay. You know, with Disney and other things comes, you know, more. Well, I mean, money. I don't think that's a reaction to Disney. They announced that a while ago, the price hike. And actually, people who are just getting Netflix now or in the past, like, year or so have been paying $10 already. Well, yeah, for, for the forthcoming Disney thing. I mean, this did, didn't happen overnight. I mean, like, these things no, no, take no, a long right. time to hash but out. Before this thing was even a thought, they were like, we're upping this. And well, I think, we don't know if it's before we thought because I mean, like you're you're in talks with Disney. That doesn't happen in like a week, and then oh hey guys, you're oh, getting no, sure. Disney on Netflix. So I'm pretty sure like the increase it was because I think that was something Disney was like, all right, you're gonna have to increase so we can get this much and blah 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 blah. I, so I honestly just, just think the, the, the increase was a reaction to all of the original content that they have that they weren't planning for. I mean, they have original content, but like not enough, I think, to increase the price. I mean, everyone is watching Daredevil, but at the same time, a lot of people still haven't watched it or care about it enough. But then well, I mean, it's, it's not just Daredevil, Disney. though. It's not just... I mean, Disney's huge, and don't get me wrong, and maybe that had a factor, but you, you have... You know how many original shows they have on there now? 
That's what I'm saying. That they seasons. do, but I'm saying like their flagship stuff, like Daredevil, to be more specific, if you need it, um, like doesn't really demand like the the just the digital price that's being increased, but by that much. So I think Disney was a reason because mm, I mean, uh, agree to disagree. But anyways, July, Big Short, Back to the Future, Lethal Weapon one through four. Awesome. That's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. August, some lesser known stuff. Uh, Little Prince, Saint Vincent, which I hear is really cool. Saint Vincent. Oh God, Saint Vincent. I, I saw Saint Vincent, not to stop you, but what yeah. is that? It's Bill Murray. Okay, right? it's, it's best. I, it's just the best way I can put it without spoiling anything. Melissa McCarthy, Bill Murray. I forget the name of the little boy. Um, and Melissa McCarthy. I'm not a big fan of her too much. I mean, I like her, but I don't like her that much. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her at all. She's good in this. She plays a very, really? very, very dramatic role. Like single mom raising a kid. I'm not even kidding. Oh, it's a single mom raising a kid movie. Um, no, no, it's not. It's not that at all. So that's just her part in it. It's basically Bill Murray, who's a belligerent drunk, mm-hmm. watching this kid. Because the mom has no option for anyone else to watch her kid. Interesting. Hi, Jinx and Sue. And no, no, no. <laughs> it's it's a good movie. I'll just put it that way. It's, there's a lot of funny parts. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Bill Murray as a complete asshole like you've never seen him before. And it's just... It's good, and it does kind of make you tear up a little bit. It's one of those. It's very. I know I'm an emotional bastard, but there's certain parts in it, and you'll see what I'm talking about, where you're like, fuck. And it just shows the range of Bill Murray, and it shows the range of Melissa McCarthy, I think. Hmm. So I would definitely say give it a go, and make sure you have your day. Make sure you have a lot of like booze to drown your sorrows. All right. That's a high recommendation. Um... And The Little Prince, The Petit Prince, if you think about the French. Uh, they did, I guess they did an animated, I remember hearing about it. They did an animated movie for it a while ago, and that's going to be coming to Netflix as well. So that's pretty cool. Pretty pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, of course, everyone's looking oh. forward to mostly the Disney stuff, which is going yeah, to be I was just about to say. fucking insane. Like, and you know what? It's not even about like the big Disney movies. I think more about like the, the smaller... Not yeah, the shows exactly, yeah. or like some of the obscure movies, like the Goofy movie. You know, oh, I want. I haven't seen that obscure movie. How's that obscure? That's like that's like that's like that's a main movie. I mean, it's not like like the Lion King, but right. that's lot. what I mean. It's a yeah. main movie, but it's still kind of obscure because when you when pe- when you ask people nowadays Disney, they're gonna bring up Little Mermaid, The Lion King, a lot of like the big '90s like blockbusters. We'll say the Goofy movie because that was for us. You know, but well, older, well, no, actually, younger, like uh, my friends, like I went over to my my buddy John's house, and his, uh, I, th- I think, I think she's five. Anyway, she was watching a goofy movie on her iPad. I was like, "Is that a goofy movie?" She goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "You like a goofy movie?" And he was like, "Dude, she watches that thing all the time, loves it." And I was like, "That's awesome." What's not to love about that movie? Yeah, though? but think yeah. about your friend who showed it to her. That's the that's the big thing I'm talking about. But other oh, people, you know, they don't. They've never even heard. They don't even, they don't even know that Goofy has a fucking son. You know, they don't even remember Goof Troop. Like it's phenomenal how many people don't know about that movie. And for you, for us, it's a mainstream movie, you know, because that's that was our movie. But it's like stuff like that. I can't wait to see like hit like Netflix and see again. I mean, people Um, are excited for for the TV shows. I haven't heard that. People I've just been seeing my feed blow up about, oh, my God, I get to watch Mulan and fucking Lilo and Stitch. Oh, my God. Did they say TV shows? You you can watch that. You can watch that right now. Like that's on there right now. All those things. I know we can, but these are muggles we're talking about. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, I can I can finally watch it whenever. And it's just like, oh, you always could, 
because of the internet. But you're a muggle. So. But you're a muggle. No, what, so Greg's saying it's always been on Netflix. Well, like Mulan and Lilo and Stitch have been on Netflix for quite some time. Oh, I have no idea. I don't. Yeah. I like. I personally don't go searching for Disney movies, so I assume like no Disney movies were on there. Oh no, there's a, there's plenty on. They're on there right now. I'm pretty really? sure oh, that. Okay. I'm pretty sure like at least one of the Goofy movies is on there or was on there at one point. It might have been an extremely goofy movie, but there's there's a lot on there right now, and like they're always pop up. It's like, hey, you should probably watch this, and I'm like, oh, I didn't rate this one. Five out of five, four out of five. So that it keeps my queue just keeps on kind of building and building. I need a <laughs> sort view for my queue because it's pretty much just all of Netflix. And I'll make a man out, out of, of you. you. Um. Anyways, onto item numero. Captain America, as it turns out, is is Hydra. Did you guys did you guys know that? Yeah. Dude, even I, even even like Chris Evans tweeted out, Hydra, say it isn't so. <laughs> even Captain America is shocked by these this revelation. Um I've not gotten to read the comic yet. I will at some point. I'm kinda thinking that maybe he's brain swapped with Red Skull or something like that. Just from really? my brain, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Or like, cloned, like something. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. wouldn't be the first time that Red Skull brain swapped with Captain America. So that's that could be a thing. Could also yeah, everyone, be the, everyone on the internet is hoping and wishing. Like, like the Twitter was a buzz, absolutely a buzz about this thing. And people who haven't even like read it yet just saw the image of him saying "Hail Hydra!" Like, oh my god, really? No, they're like so outraged, and they haven't even like read what's going on yet. But there's a lot of speculation going on, and, and that was actually one of them. Uh, I saw a meme where someone replaced "Hail Hydra" with um, "Cap hating on the the Ghostbusters reboot." What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That's re- that's really good. I I got a big chuckle out of that. I should have retweeted it, but I I just kind of moved along. But it was like, yeah, well played, well played. Oh there was a small part of me that hoped it was like kind of like his finishing move at before he like crushed someone with the shield, like old school used the weapon. Diplomatic immunity just been revoked. Something like that. You yeah, know, he's like just been revoked. Like he's about to like fuck up like Milo, like hail Hydra and just like knocks him in the skull or something. Something like that. Like really cheesy. Like, ah, but no. Yeah. I mean, I, I have hopes for the series. Nick Spencer, who wrote the issue is, is a great author. He's a great writer in all honesty. Um, I started reading some of his stuff actually before he went to Marvel. So, uh, there was a, I never finished the series cause there's a series called infinite vacation and it's about a world or worlds, I should say, in which you could vacation by swapping places with yourself from an alternate universe. So you oh, could cool. like, it was really cool. And I only read up to issue three or four. And then the fifth one never came out. Like the last one never came out that I saw. So I always joked that infinite vacation went on an infinite vacation and was never finished. <laughs> but I think a couple years later, it finally came out and stuff like that. He also wrote uh, an issue or two of secret Avengers, um, which was actually really cool. It's, it has um, my boy, Eric O'Grady, Ant-Man in with Moon Knight, Captain America, Beast, and I believe Black Widow was on that as well. Um, the best thing he's ever written, though, in my opinion, and it's something I wish I had kept more up on as a comic fan, but it just got to be too much, and it got to be a little too wacky for me, was this series that was called um, Morning Glories that he wrote. I'm pretty sure that was him. 
And um, Morning Glories is, if you like Lost, you would like Morning Glories. It has that Lost-style cliffhanger at the end of every single issue. Do we like, no, every, like, no one's safe. People die. You got some weird time travel thing going on at some point. It's fucking crazy. My only complaint was the artist. And at some point, Galactus shows up as a big like, giant cloud. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at that point. You know what I mean? Um, also rewrote Thunder Agents, which was fucking awesome. At least his run on it. If you guys get a chance to read that, it, it was great. Uh, it was an old DC property that he revamped. We won't talk too much about it. But I have faith in, in Nick Spencer. He has not done me wrong or too wrong thus far. I feel like this Hydra, Captain Hydra America is going to really pay off. Captain Hydra. I'm, I'm, I'm workshopping the name. Don't worry. We'll come up, we'll come up with one. Which brings us to our final point, which is actually pretty apt for issue number 52, as the new 52 has now ended, and DC has launched DC Rebirth, which came out uh, yesterday, actually, of all days. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about this. uh, Spoilers, before I say the name, as I pretty much just did. Wally West is making a comeback. The original Real Deal Japanese deal, Wally West, is featured in this. Uh, and I remember reading a couple panels where it said, like, you know, it is pretty fucking accurate. A lot of people don't forget that he was the Flash for a very long time. Sure, he was Kid Flash first, as we're kind of seeing happen in uh, the Flash TV show. Or at least his... his uh, I, I, I hope so. I really I, do. Because it has they're, to. They're, 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 they're taking their to. sweet time with it. Because, I mean, he was hit by, by the particle accelerator this time around when Barry right. became a speed force trying to bring him back. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't shown anything that he's a speedster, nor has, has Barry sensed that he's a speedster. I mean, he brought back, uh, what's your name, back to life. And they're like, oh, do you know you can do that? And he was like, no, I, I didn't. I, I, well, I, I kind of did. But has he touched like, Wally hey, yet since the accident? Well, I've been watching. Well, I don't think he did. I, I don't I don't think he has, but but he didn't even touch her either. He just looked at her and no, he and, touched her. He touched her bed. hand. He held her hand. Before that, he when he came in in the hospital bed, like he he walked in and she was already in the bed. He looked over and then he touched her hand and then he brought her back. Yeah, yeah, but like, the, oh. the touch uh, forced the lightning, which brought her back, right? Did that, that was my interpretation of it. He touched her, zap lightning. It was a catalyst that brought her up. She hasn't exhibited any super speed yet that we know of. No. But, I mean, she's probably, they're going to go back to Earth 2, and she's probably going to be Jesse Quick in Earth 2. Yeah, but my thing was, like, you know, just how, you know, he, he didn't, like, sense anything in her. Because, like, he looked sure. over inside the hospital bed and then touched her and brought her back to life. But he didn't do, like, he hasn't said anything to Wally. He's like, oh, hey, Wally, uh, it's cool that you want to do stuff, but you're just a dude. Like, I can actually do stuff. But can he sense other speedsters? I don't know. Like, I didn't know. If, I didn't realize he exhibited that ability in the flash yet he might not be able to i mean it was, it was pretty prevalent i mean they asked him like like joe asked him he's like oh did you know you could do that he was just like kind of and well, then you're just kind of oh, bringing, like, bringing people back i think that's yeah, the yeah. reaction of him coming back from the speed force though kind of well, knew yeah, i could if he, do if he came things back, yeah if he came back from the speed force and like he brought her back to life and he said he kind of knew he could do that then that probably means that she has something to do with the speed force or I mean, but I, again, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, like we yeah. we could we could hypothesize all night about what will and will not happen in the Flash. But if we've learned anything good, from it JJ Abrams, episode. it was yeah. it was great. Like, did you see when they when they brought Zoom into the Speed Force? Do you see his costume started changing color? Did it? Yeah. So here's the thing, and look this up on your phone. 
look up like I think it's like the Black Flash. He so the Black Flash is the embodiment of death for the for the Flashes and anyone who any speedster in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And the theory behind it is that death itself is an actual being in the DC universe as it is in the Marvel universe. And they're both women in both universes. But unlike, I guess you would think a traditional death, it still has to be like a Grim Reaper style has to be able to catch the people that are dying in order for, you know, you know, pass on or whatever happens. Yeah. So this being was created by the universe or the speed force in order to, if a speedster dies in order to properly move on to the next phase of that. When zoom, (laughs) it's always been interesting because zoom's costume looks very similar to black flash's costume. With the exception of the uh, the lightning wings are red on Black Flash, and his logo is a red thunderbolt with a white background, and he looks more like a zombie than a monster. Yeah, and and in the episode, he actually like he was turning into yeah. a zombie, and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. That's what that's what's like they're doing here right now. He's yeah, right. That. Like fucking. Yeah. Like, this is like something that Muggles watch, and they're doing this. Like what? seriously. So now, so now, Zoom is Black Flash. I he think is. so. I think he's going to be like an agent of the Speed Force now, where it's like if mm. a, he's the only thing fast enough, you know? Very true. He is. He has now become Death. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it was. It was a good. Uh, it was a good ending. I mean, I, lo- I loved how like the budget for this show just kept going up and up and up. And oh, that final race with uh, with with uh, Barry and Zoom. Zolomon, it, it was crazy. He was just like, all you have to do is just, is just beat me. One lap around. He said one lap around the thing will power it out. They did multiple laps, but like, what? Like, what's, <laughs> what's their definition of a lap? They kept going around. I was like, one lap. Oh, this is gonna be really quick. This is weird. Are, are we gonna see a whole thing slow down? And then it went up multiple. I was like, wait a minute, that's more than okay, it's a whatever. Lot of laps. Yeah, but it was, it was really well done, especially that he made the, uh, the time. Oh, what is it like the, the time clone, the, the shadow oh, clones, the, the time remnant. The time remnant, yeah, yeah, that oh god, that was pretty epic. Just like Dude. knowing that another version of Barry actually died to save you everybody. Felt bad for that thing too when it was like Seriously? running and it screams. Oh my god! <laughs> god. What the fuck! I got I got actual like the first time I actually got goosebumps from that show. Just seeing him run as fast as he can. It's like what is that? It's a time remnant. Wait, so that's Barry? Yeah, pretty much. And he's just like running as fast as he can to just counteract the machine that will destroy the multiverses. And when he screams and he just gets destroyed, you're like, oh my god, that's crazy. Oh so yeah, that's nuts. Barry dying. That's him actually dying. Like a different version of him. I love how that they tried to explain really the time remnant and it just made it more confusing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even even like like Joe pointed out, he go he's go. Is that how it look when uh, they try to explain science to me? It's okay. Well, it'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh man, the show just needs to be like that. Like no more of the. I was met. Okay. The, the only thing, and uh, and I'll put the kibosh on it there. Uh, the only thing that really got me in that whole episode, and it was cool that so like, the, some of the side stories were wrapping up with the whole Iris and Barry thing, whatever. But I was so mad that like the final scene was going to happen, and they were going to run and do the battle. Iris literally steps in the way and says, "Wait, Barry, run!" And I'm like, "Get out of the way! What are you doing, CW? CW? Are you kidding? He doesn't need her at that point to say that. They already had their conversation about yeah. the relationship. The 14 year old girls who watch the CW already had their fill." Okay, with the whole conversation they had with, oh, I don't know if I can, oh, well, we can, uh, and all this sort of stuff. Okay, cool. That's when I went up and took a piss, got myself a beer, looked at it, saw it was still going on, went to go do some other stuff on my computer, waited until it was done, and then 
came and rewatched the show. I was so mad she literally stepped in the way to stop him to have a sappy moment before all the kick-ass stuff is about to happen. And that's it. That's my whole thing. Oh, the ending. The ending. Oh, the ending. Yes. Yes. Dude. So Whoa. we get we get a Jay Garrick, right? Like real deal Japanese deal, Jay Garrick. Not like one, like an imposter, right? So, and we get that the costume, cool. which was cool. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, was that the costume uh, that he had in the comic and the costume no. that, that he had in the original series? No. Uh, in, the, in the original. So this is my theory. And a lot of people that I talk to um, about all this kind of stuff well, they asked me like was is John Ship that that's the actor's name is that his costume in the original no the answer is no um he played Barry Allen in the original and it looks like a bad Barry Allen costume <laughs> like what like think about what Barry Allen might look like in a 90s TV show and you oh, look at that God. picture afterwards you you won't be surprised I thought it would have been really cool if he was another Earth Barry Allen or something like that, although it wouldn't mm-hmm. make sense, because then that would mean that that Earth TV, that 90s Flash TV show, would be a different Earth. As it turns mm-hmm. out, it's not. They um, they made him... He's still Henry Allen, but in this world, for whatever reason, his mother took on her, her maiden name for her kid. So in one of the earlier episodes, I think we talked about this... Um, Barry mentions to his father that Jay Garrick, the name Jay Garrick, and he goes, oh, it's weird. Garrick was my mom's maiden name. Oh, it was my mom's maiden name. Yeah, and at that point, thing. I was like, the man of the mask is that. Is He's Jake. Not only is he Jay Garrick, but he's, it's going to be John Shipp playing him. Like, there's no oh, fucking yeah. way they're going to do Immediately called it. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, that that little call out is free. It's not for, you know, no reason. Like, there we go. Here's some foreshadowing, you guys. Huh. That yeah. was my mother's. Yeah, right. And a little like throwaway line too. Like if you were not paying attention, you wouldn't have heard it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but what I did not predict was that he was from Earth three, so a different Earth. Yeah, that 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 kind of threw me off too. Yeah, and I guess it makes sense because he couldn't be Earth two because Barry Allen exists on Earth two. If Barry Allen exists, that means his dad's name is Allen, and he wouldn't be Jay Garrick. If you follow me, yeah. Um, Ukashi was like all right. He looked kind of doofy in it, if you ask me. Yeah, I was like, uh, I see what you're doing. You're trying to go with the classic style, but make it modernized as well. But you can't have both, and it did look kind of kind of funny to me. But like, also how he fit into it, right? Like, he looked like if you tried to fit Sylvester Stallone into a dread costume, <laughs> he looked stuffed. He looked yeah. stuffed in the costume. He yeah. looked like he really couldn't move or be comfortable. Right. And then before he walked into the portal, like his hat was all tilted. He was all, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a good look. But ultimately, I, you know, I'm happy with it. It was spoiled for me, though. Ah, oh, so I, as I usually do with these shows, I watch them on my day off. This particular day off happened to be Wednesday, literally seven hours. No, not seven. Uh, math carry the four hours after, like the next morning. I is when I was going to watch it. So I go on my Twitter feed, blah blah blah, and some jackass posted a picture. Of, of Jay in his costume, uh, right? I hate when people do that. It's like, yeah. all right, people, we get it. Just keep it in your pants. You're not a five-year-old kid, okay? 
And by, by that, I mean, that might mean, oh, like I've seen the, I've seen the thing. Everybody, I've seen the thing. I'm five years old. Here, look, everybody, look here, because I've seen it already. It's like wait, wait for people to see. It. And I hate that, like other like nerd outlets, nerd outlets do that too, and they do that a lot yeah. with like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. They'll put yeah. up the splash picture, okay? They'll put up like the hero image for their article, and it's the spoiler of the. And it's like, why would you do that? Okay, I know you need to get clicks and views and shit, but uh, just can you wait a little bit or not put that up as the hero image? Looking at you, Internet Game Network. I don't know if that's Seriously. what it actually stands for. But, but. Uh, but really quickly, like, well, what about the ending ending where Barry ran back in time? So, yeah. So um, that was very interesting. That That's completely different from what we've seen thus far, right? Like, it's always been Barry's been very respectful of the timeline. He's seen what could happen if he fucks with it. And then he fucks with it because <laughs> he's just like... He- Beside oh himself God. with grief, right? Like his dad's dad, his dad, his mom's dad. Like they just just pretty much saw his dad come back to life, even though he didn't, because he, he just that's how he interpreted Jake Garrick kind of deal. And, and and he's still kind of high off of the speed force, and he's like, yeah. I'm different, I'm faster, I'm better. So he just said, screw all of that. I'm done being afraid. I'm just gonna go back in time and save my mom. And I, I was am just like, better, whoa, stronger. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy, dude. I mean, yeah, we've seen all throughout this whole thing when he messes with time, he's actually afraid of messing with it. But now he's just like, yeah. So I'm do you think we're going to get Flashpoint? Ooh, I hope so. Is that what I happened really in Flashpoint? So. I really hope so. I really hope like that's where the next season like starts off from, like I, just goes right into Flashpoint. I wouldn't even be mad if we had. I'd actually no one would be mad about this. I don't. I wouldn't think. I would love if we had webisodes leading up to the premiere called tales from flashpoint oh where we get to nice. see what's going on with this shit like we get to see what ha- what how oliver happens although i'm kind of disappointed that we saw what happened with earth to oliver because i thought that would have been what happened in flashpoint oliver where his dad is the arrow the green arrow oh yeah 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 damn it but that would have been the perfect you know because that's what happened with batman pretty much mm-hmm. um but imagine that imagine that yeah, they, they should have totally saved that and, and thought ahead. Unless, yeah. unless they're, they're gonna 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 revisit that, which I don't see them doing because like they want like everything to be fresh and new and you know exciting for everybody watching. But also at the same time too, um, what's his name? Greg Berlanti is a huge like. I mean, he's the head of all this stuff. He's like the mastermind behind it. He's also, I mean, he would have to be a comic book fan. I don't know for a fact that he is, but based on these shows that he's putting out and the, oh, the care and attention, be, yeah. he has to be. And if that's the case, then imagine getting to put your own spin on that kind of thing, on the, such oh, a thing such crazy as Flashpoint, where you have some rules, but almost free reign. And all the heroes they've introduced over the past couple of years alone, like Legends of Tomorrow, you have all those guys. You have Diggle's son that you can start messing around with, which we saw in um, Legends of Tomorrow. You have all these tertiary characters that might have some, you know, some sort of use now. You even have, like, I know you don't watch Arrow, but um, Neil McDonough has been a fantastic supervillain. Like, he is just amazing. If they ever do, like, a YouTube video of, the best of Neil McDonough, Damian Dark. You gotta watch it because he's fucking awesome. He's hilarious. He's charming. He's overly powerful at times. And I still have to watch the finale from uh, last night. But he's just he's just great. Like he's that guy was meant to play a bad guy. And I'm not talking about playing some ripoff of M Bison. Uh, he was meant to play <laughs> his own original bad guy. So. Oh man. Yeah. 
Just Best imagine. version of and bison on screen. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Terrible. That was not bison by any means. But that like, was so weird. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. It's like, oh, you know the character in bison. Yeah, let's let's not use any of his characteristics and just call you in bison. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're gonna call you a name, but you're not gonna actually be that. Then why even make the fucking movie? Why even make? Why none even of the bother? characteristics? None of it. None of it. It it wasn't a bison. Just called him that. That was ridiculous. But uh, yeah. Well, that's all the uh, nerd news we have right now. Enjoy the main part of the podcast. Welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 52. In this episode, we are talking about Naughty Dog's Uncharted 4, A Thieves' End, everybody. Naughty Dog, the most infamous of game developer studios, known for making quality games, such as the Uncharted series, Last of Us, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. You get to play hey, man. Don't, don't make fun of Crash, man. He's like everyone's first adventure, dude. Come on. Uh, mine, cool. mine was Mario 64. Sorry, yeah. Crash. Also, not making fun of it. Uh, everyone loves Uncharted, and for good reason. These games are known for their high pace action, the uh, <laughs> laughable hijinks, and the overall story that just captivates you from the moment you put the disc into your system until you're done. It's an emotional roller coaster, and, and this one was, was amazing. I mean, it was... Ah, God, a, a quick, quick re- reaction on on. But before that, uh, on today's podcast, guys, we've got Booster Greg. What up? We got Dare the Beater Menace. Yo, and I'm Sergio. So, guys, uh, Uncharted Four. It's uh, first, just putting it out there. Graphical feat, absolute oh my God. graphical feat. I mean, the PC Master Race loves to boast of how they have the best of everything. But uh, how are you guys playing Uncharted Four? You Uncharted fans? You guys played on your rigs? Oh, you're not? Because oh. it's only on PlayStation? Oh, oh that's, that's right. cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shots right. fired. Okay. PC, PC, PC Master Race? What? Huh? Yeah, yeah. How you guys uh, liking the Uncharted 4 uh, uh, PC release? Is it good? How good is it on your Master Race? Because I, I have some friends right now who are like, you know, they have like, oh, yeah, I'm playing Overwatch. PC is new. It's pretty good. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's great. Uh, and you, you love Uncharted too? You really do? Okay. How are you playing that? But uh, in any case, amazing feat. I mean, j- j- I-, I love that they totally show you these huge cinematography, like cinematographic, like set pieces by having oh, yeah. Drake stand on top of like these huge, like old temples, and it's just like like a mountainous, uh, you know, terrain with like birds flying, you know, like diving under the water. There's fish, and there's all the just like the particle effects alone from everything like breaking from gunfire, exploding wooden boxes to like driving through the the mud, and oh my god. It's it's incredible how how the system has come so far, uh, PlayStation Four, and how gaming has come so far. Because you have some games still on this console that don't look as good as this, and it just shows you how good of developer house Naughty Dog is that they can like really push the system to the max and really utilize every single part of the screen and every single facet. I can keep going. You get what's your reaction, guys? I I fucking really love this game. Like this easy, easy 
10 out of 10 for me. Like, I had been waiting for a really long time. This game has been pushed back multiple times for multiple reasons, and it did not disappoint. I think my only real complaint is, I mean, it got a couple, nothing too uh, crazy, but it did go on a little bit. It's like a smidge too long, like a smidge. Like, there's a point where for like 10 minutes I was bored, and then the game ended. Like, it, I mean, just as you were saying, graphical feats, fantastic. Like, the vistas that you see when you, like... So, I remember, like, when I was streaming towards the end, and you saw that pirate ship. I just looked, and I was just like, you know, you're in this oh, cave, man. and the light, the way it's refracting off the water and the cave walls, and, like, you just look at it, you're just like, what? <laughs> there's, yeah, there's so many parts of the game where you just sit there and stare with your mouth gaping open, and you're just like, how the hell? Like, what? You just want to be transported into that world. I mean, like, whenever, like, you're in water or, like, you, you, you stumble upon the pirate ship, the pirate's cove, or, uh, oh, God, even the, the sequence where, like, I, I love, like, when they're in, they're in the Jeep and they're trying to catch up to the, uh, to, to, to the truck and they're trying to, like, like, get to the volcano. Like, it's... God, like everything is crazy, and like the the motion capture is beyond amazing. It's getting it's almost, the, the motion capture is getting so good now that it's, it's starting to like like it's starting to work against itself. So there's a couple points where like characters hug or something like that, and you can tell that the real life actors had heavy equipment on them based on how they're mm. moving. Like there's a couple of hugs and braces between Elena and Nathan. I was like, ooh, yeah, that's where the piece was right there. I see it. Ah. But that's how good it's getting is we can start to we're getting uncanny valley good at this point. That's incredible. In a video game in these fantastic like interactive like entertainment pieces. I that's what I would call this one at this point because it stops being a video game for me. It's a fucking it's a movie you play. Dude, seriously, and and I remember, are they still doing Uncharted movie? Like, I I don't. Oh, I remember. hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I heard that uh, coming up, you know, like years ago. I I don't think they can because I mean, for for the for the millions of people who play Uncharted, I mean, they're not going to go see. I mean, they might go see the movie, but at the same time, it's like this this is it. This is this is it right here. You don't need anything else. You're you're playing it. It's interactive. You get the whole story. And and in Uncharted Four was like, ain't, oh god, the, from start to finish. It just captivated you, okay. and and from the simple things where the actors like like micro uh, emotions, yeah, the, the, the micro the, expressions, the, the, the micro expressions, exactly. Oh my god, just it, it, it was crazy. I mean, like the, the team of Naughty Dog is is so beyond some of the other studios because there are some other modern games that came out and try to do this thing, and I'm not going to name any studios or any other games, but like they don't do as good a job as Naughty Dog, and you see why whenever they announce a game, everyone's just like, already buying it, shut up, here's my money, here's my yeah. wallet, how much are you going to charge, what, I don't even care, let's, let's get the collector's edition. You're, you're just captivated. You sit there and you watch and then you pick up and play and you're like, oh my God. I mean, even, even certain times where like you're, you're, you're swinging through on, on your whip and you get to shoot people while you're swinging. It's just the most like, like <laughs> it's bigger than any blockbuster movie. And it, it feels it too. When you're in there, you feel like you're like you are Nathan Drake. Like when and they do do it multiple times, but like when you're walking on that bridge and it collapses, and you're just like, no, 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 no. like reaching for anything you can. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, those, those those set pieces were. I remember, yeah, when we're all watching you stream on uh, Twitch.tv slash Booster Greg. Uh, and <laughs> I, I love the moments in the, these games where it's like, oh no, this bridge is gonna break, oh, and all like the wood and part of, and everything just breaks apart, and you just go down, and you slide, and it's just like, <laughs> I love love those moments. So good. <laughs> 
There was a part though, and it was I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. Like I went up to a bridge and I looked at it and I paused for a second and I was like, <sighs> okay, let's do this. And it's just like <laughs> it breaks and you go down this fucking rock slide and then like you have to dodge the the fucking gla- not glaciers. What are they called? Stalagmites. You got to dodge the stalagmites. You got to go this way. You got to break through another floor. You drop and then you get punched by Nadine and then you're fighting Nadine. All of a sudden you're just like, whoa, what's? Oh my god. Dude, Nadine is a badass. Right? Holy crap! Every time, oh my god! Every time they they, they crossed her, oh my god! Especially like uh, when they're at the auction house and uh, <laughs> and, she, and she's just like, "You're not supposed to be here." Jake's like, "You're not supposed to be here either." But if you don't tell anybody, he's like, "You have something I want." And he's like, "Well, I'm already spoken for." So <laughs> he shows her the wedding <laughs> ring. I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" His and quips. She's just, Dude, so good. And she just pushes him into the room, takes off her shoes. He's like, all right, give me the cross. And it, give me the crucifix. He's actually, it's not a crucifix. She just starts like kicking his ass. He's like, all right, I'm not going to fight a lady. Oh, okay. So <laughs> and then she good. just starts like getting at him. Like, oh my God, she's badass. And then all throughout the game, every time like they, they come across her, like uh, when, when they're in the cave and like uh, and, and <laughs> Sam and Drake, um, you know, they, they, they fall down this cliff and into this thing and... Uh, <laughs> And there she is, and he's and Drake's just like, okay, I know you're a badass, but come on, we're almost there, really. And she's just like, you. Got- <laughs> he's like, well, there's two of us, and there's one of you, and she's like, yeah, I won't take it easy on you. And I was like, oh my god. And she just handles the both of them. She's a badass. In this she's game. awesome. The thing about um, Nadine, though, and it's something that you you see after you know this, is almost like a, a glass shattering kind of effect, like like how I met your mother. It's like you realize this thing, and your perception of the game shatters, but in a good way. Uh, Neil Druckmann, who is one of the heads of Naughty Dog, or the head, I don't know, he's up there, he's the guy, he's the Naughty Dog. Um, he has this this kind of not motto, but almost like, a, like a, a thing that he does, where Nadine was supposed to be a man initially. And then really? he said, well, what if he's a woman? How much does that change our story? If the answer is it doesn't change it at all, they make him, they make that character a woman. So Nadine was supposed to be a woman. And I think that kind of happened with um, with Cassandra, which happened, which we'll talk about afterwards. Um, but I think that kind of happened there where it's like, well, what if we make this character a girl? Does that matter? No. OK, make make it a girl. Make it um, a girl. It's very forward thinking. 2016. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean also like that, that's the kind of like thing that I like, though, where it's just like they're not making it a girl for you know and it's going to change everything and make it a girl it changes nothing and actually it maybe even enhances it like nadine yeah i was gonna say it makes awesome the character that. that much more powerful if Absolutely that was just like powerful. a vin diesel type it would have been like whatever throwaway character who cares <laughs> very true so I, I that's what i, I kind of really appreciated you know uh, now you said yeah it's very true if she was a dude it would have been like another like, like a throwaway guy like oh you know here's this other other dude in the scene who's coming after uh uh nate yeah, because of reasons, you know. But since it's a chick, it's like, oh, okay. It's it's a bit. It, it does make it a bit more dynamic, and it, it also added to um, Rafe's character personality too. So he's uh, so egotistical guy. and everything, right? Like he can't. He has to be the most powerful, the best man there. But he knows he can't really protect himself that well. So what does he do? He gets a stronger woman next to him. So his ego is untouched because of that. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, even more so. And I love how uh, as the game goes on, that guy is just such a dick. Oh, but I, I, but at the same time, I love 
his character. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like it's like watching Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Like in in the auction scene, um, not that uh, not bad. Scene, he's not like, like Joffrey the, bad though. I would say no, no. He's he's not he's not Joffrey bad. But I'm saying you know like you love to hate him, kind of like watching Joffrey. It's like you know yeah, he's yeah. such a piece of you know, but you love to watch and you love to hate it. Um, you know, because I don't want people to think, oh, he loves the character because you know whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, like the auction, uh, the auction part of the game where they're going after the crucifix, and he was like, oh hey, so like you're here too, and it's just like, listen, I know why you're here, and no, and he just gets all like amped up, amped up, and then she's just like, hey, 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 calm down. And he's just like, don't make me have to kill you, okay? I'll <laughs> I'll see you later. And then the, the whole auction bid starts happening. That was <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh my god, it's great. Yeah, um, as the game goes on, he's just like he goes for it and goes for it. And he's just such a jerk. And then when when he sees that he can't overpower her, he's like, "All right, let me try some. Let me try something else." You know, by buying her army, pretty much. You know, yeah. he was like, "Oh, you know, the the, the funny thing about Mercs is uh, the loyalty isn't earned; it's bought." And she's like, "Really, guys? Really?" <laughs> and we find out that's so- not the case in the end, anyways. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he goes. He was full on psychopath in the end. Oh like, man, I hated he, that fight. Oh my god. Oh man, he he was getting there and getting there, and he's just like everything's been handed to me except for this. I'm like, oh god, he's psycho. Yeah. You goddamn psychopath. Well, what this game did too was it uh, it humanized a lot of these characters too. And there's actually a scene. I don't remember if I streamed this part or not, but you we were we were driving in a jeep, and it was um, Nate Sully. And maybe Elena at that point. I don't really remember. But he's talking about like, or maybe it's just Nate and Elena. Anyways, uh, he's talking about like how, like they're like, why are they doing this? And he's like, well, you know, Nadine has her army and, um, you know, it's, it was her father's army. She just got control of it. They haven't, they've gotten a couple bad civil wars that didn't really pan out the way they thought they would. So her reputation is shit. And she just wanted, like, if she gets this, if this works out, then she's back up there and she can start getting the good jobs and really keep the company going and doing what she likes. And Rafe needs this because everything was handed to him. Like, he wants to prove himself himself as, like, an actual viable person and not just, like, you know, mommy and daddy's little boy. So you kind of understand. And it was very easy for them to just be like, nope, you're the bad guy and this is what's going to happen. It would have been very easy for them to do that, but they didn't. They added this human element to it, which really fleshed everything out, just like they did with Sam and Nate when they were kids, which is by far like some of the best scenes in this game. Like those flashbacks. When oh, you, those were great. Like, it was a perfect way to introduce a tutorial. Like this is how you run, this is how you do this, this is how you do that with Nate as a kid. It's brilliant. It was he, great. And then you got to see some of his backstory and you got to see like how they came up and, and it really helped flesh out that he has a brother. Yeah. You know, like, like like he wasn't just placed in there for the sake of being placed in there, which some people online were, were saying, oh, you know, it kind of felt forced. But I, I but I, I, I like that. You know, I like the fact that like they made you go back in time because it showed you they have a connection. He's not this this guy. Hey, soap opera time. You are my brother. Dun, dun, dun. No, there was there was more to it. And I, and I really like you said, like there was a really, really good touch. Oh, yeah. And that whole scene um, where they're in that old woman's mansion. Oh, man, that was great. Oh, it was so good. So, uh, Dave, I don't know if you got to watch this part on anything or any of the walkthroughs you watched, but there's a scene where um, Nate and Sam break into this uh, woman's house. And it turns out this and this is another thing you'll notice. What if this was probably a character who was originally a man, but they swapped for a woman because why the hell not? It doesn't make any difference to the story one way or another. 
Um, and actually, it kind of makes it a little more interesting. This woman, her name was Eleanor, I think. Yeah. She was this woman adventurer, and she had adventured her whole life, and it actually consumed her to the point where it, she had a family and kind of forsake the family for more adventure. Um, she was actually best friends, or they so they imply, with Amelia Earhart, which is really cool. No shit. Really? Yeah, so there's a letter that huh. you find that you can read that says, oh, my God, Eleanor, I can't believe it. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And this is how I assume Amelia Earhart sounds in my head. Oh, my God, Eleanor, I can't believe you're doing all this really cool, awesome stuff. I can't wait to talk to you about it. When I come back, letter was post dated uh, or was dated three or four days before she goes on that infamous flight. So she goes, Amelia Earhart disappeared right before she disappears. She will never find out all the cool things that Eleanor did because she's gone. But like little stuff like that, like I had to look up that date because I was like, that has to be something. Little little stuff like that. So you go through, you break into this old woman's house and search for your mother's journal. It turns out your mother or the your mother, the Nathan and Sam's mother was a historian that worked with Eleanor, this old woman. So you find the you find the journal. Old woman catches you. Find, they find out that Nate and Sam are um, their mother's sons. Her their mother's name was Cassandra. Uh, finds out that they're her kids. Says, "Fine, take take the journal." Cops show up. Oh, I'll get rid of them. Don't worry. Woman, old woman drops dead. Right there. So now you're like, "Well, I gotta. We gotta run. We gotta get out of here." You have the journal, and they take on the name Drake and Morgan. Or they they were Morgan. They take on the name Drake. So it's just like this whole like the the action in that scene alone. You're running from the cops. You're dodging them. You're weaving. Like you're doing all this stuff. You're trying to just get out of there was just so incredible. And the acting from those kids, too, was awesome. Oh, it was so good. So, like, I obviously I didn't get... I only watched you play this one. You didn't have a chance to play it. But I didn't sure. play any of the other, like, Uncharted's. Um, mm-hmm. Was the brother ever in those no. at all? The brother was never in, in him or mentioned. And the reason is, in the beginning... So, I think you watched me play that in the beginning. Um, you're, you're in... When you're, like, like, in, like, South America or yeah, something Yeah, you're, like, like in a prison, yeah. right? And you go out like you're with you're working with the guard to try to get this treasure. And the guard betrays you everything. Brother is assumed dead. So Nate just kind of moves along and never talks about his brother again because it's so you know traumatic and so painful. He could have saved him. He didn't. He never went back for him and probably for the better. And he was just like he just moves on with his life, essentially. And he never forgets about his brother, but he doesn't want to tell anyone because of you know, it would involve having to reveal what his real last name is, who he really is, stuff like that. And that's not something he wants to do. He wants to be Nathan Drake, the, the big adventurer. Like, it's almost like he's hiding in his persona. It's cool how, like, because when I was watching the, I mean, it just goes, like, with good writing. When I was watching you play the game and I was watching all that stuff, it made it seem like the brother has always been there or he was mentioned at some point and it was written no. so well or like even like I I didn't realize he wasn't an actual character beforehand until Sergio said something about him being forced yeah like you I know, don't that's I don't how well with... written that's how well written the game is oh, yeah. it's like it seems like he's always been there yeah no he just showed up in this one I would say I don't think he's forced at all and people are saying he's forced I would say it's as forced as Sean Connery in Raiders or not Raiders. Uh, what was the last one? Fuck. I can't remember. What last it was. Crusade. Last, last Crusade. Crusade. Of course. The <laughs> last is in the fucking title. It's in the title. Uh, 
It's not. It's great. It's a great addition. It's a welcome addition. I actually really like the character's design because I was waiting for him to betray me the whole time, which he never really did. Sure, he lied about how he escaped and stuff like that, but it wasn't like a true betrayal. Like I was expecting him to be Alcazar the whole time. You know what I mean? Like a Tyler, not Tyler, like a, a Kaiser Soze kind of situation. Oh, yeah, gosh. but it, it didn't happen. <laughs> he was actually a good dude. So it wasn't really like cheesily written where he just basically betrays you. It just kind of like. Right. Well, it turns out yeah. that like, yeah, he lied a little bit. Um, you were you were met, you were led to believe that Alcazar, this like infamous drug lord, whatever, uh, broke him out. And you had to get this treasure to pay back the debt that you owe Alcazar for busting Sam out. It yeah, turns out that, that part. Yeah, right. It turns out that Rafe paid off a guard that let um, Sam just walk right out. So it's just kind of and, you know, then he's been working for Rafe trying to get this treasure so Rafe can, you know, prove that he's not a mommy's boy essentially the whole time. Um, so that's like, you know, that, that was it in a nutshell. And it was a bit of a betrayal and Nate was kind of pissed off because he had to lie to his wife to like get Sam to where he needed to be and help his brother. And she finds out. And I think we talked about this when I was streaming too. Like she finds out that he lied and has been adventuring, even though they promised each other they wouldn't do that and lead normal lives. And you kind of see this like almost, I wanted to, when I was watching, when I was playing it and you heard it too. I wanted to say it was like their relationship was dissolving before our eyes. Like she was realizing yeah. that they'll never give this up and you could see it, it, right? Especially like, I mean, that it just goes back to like the beauty of the game. Like yeah. my my first, when I was watching you play, um, when I when I just, when I jumped in, when I barged into your stream, basically, <laughs> um, I seriously thought you were on a cutscene. I didn't realize it was gameplay yeah. until I heard like the controller moving around and all that stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, he's... He's playing the cinema. He's actually playing the fucking cinema. Yeah. Oh, so the facial features and like the textures and everything are gorgeous. And it just goes to the, again to like the design of the game where when they're at the pirate's table and like they're talking about like how they're all poisoned and all that stuff. And he's excited about it. And you can see in her face and you can see her heart breaking like on her face. And it's a fucking game. It's a video game. And you can feel the emotion coming off her or when he like opens the door to his office and there's his brother, the guy he thought died again. You can see the emotion in both of their faces. You can see like the recognition, like that's my brother. I thought he was dead and the sorrow he felt when he realized his brother has been alive this whole time. It just go, it just a gorgeously well done, put together game. And yeah, like I'm upset I didn't pick this up. I mean, I'm going to wait a little bit before I actually pick it up, but it makes you want to play it like as a prequel. Like play this game first, mm. then go back and play one, two, and three. It honestly doesn't matter, in my opinion, which order you play them in. Uh, the one thing I really love about Uncharted is it is Indiana Jones in a video game, and that stays true to the format of it. It's very episodic, but you can watch them in any particular order, right? Like Indiana Jones, you don't have to watch them in the order in which they are, as long as you skip number four. Um, there's yeah. a number four? Oh, yeah. No, sorry. There's not. There's my number mistake. four? What, what, what I, do you mean there's a number four? There's a number mistake. four of that? I can't, I can't really? count. Sorry. There's, really? only, there's oh. only three. There's only three. Oh, okay. Yeah. He oh, doesn't have a kid or anything, so we're, we're good. Anyways, um, you could watch them in any particular order and get just as much enjoyment out of them in, as if you watch them in order. Uh, the same kind of 
train of thought. You can play number four and that's it if you want. But you will miss out on a lot of inside jokes, which is kind of oh, really, sure. f- yeah. you know, like I, I recommend playing them in order just because you'll get to like, for me, that's how I got to love Sully as a character. And the first one, you think he's kind of a bad guy and you don't know if you could trust him or not, but he ends up proving himself and actually being probably Nate's closest ally if you don't count his wife. But he's just like the man. He just wants to have some booze, get some prostitutes, smoke some cigars. Like, that's that's his life. And he, he lives that forever, it seems like. God, so they put Sexy Dave into a video game. Pretty, almost, man. Almost. Oh my goodness. Like, like, Sully is such a great character. And all the characters in this game and in this series are just well thought out, well done. They are not two-dimensional by any means. And even, like... Um, like Nate, for example, it would have been very easy just to make him an Indiana Jones knockoff, but they didn't. They gave him a actually a compelling personality that's more akin to Nathan Fillion, if anyone, I would say. Nathan um, Fillion. Nathan yeah. Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Which is great. Like a lot of people too, when they're th- talking about making this live action movie, and it was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg, everyone was like, "What the fuck are you talking no. about?" Like honestly, like okay, okay, okay. I'm nowhere near as in love with these characters as you are. Yeah. But from what I saw from you playing it, that is not a good idea. No, that is not, not a good idea at all. What's he gonna do? He's gonna go up to a mummy and be like, "Hey, mummy, how you doing? Say hi to your mother for me, all right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go have some beers." No. That's the thing I always like found funny about Mark, Mark Wahlberg is like he's either the tough guy, or like he's like just like the ultimate like Boston dude. Yeah, I don't know. It's like he has like no range. He's either really, really the tough guy, like hey yo, or he's just like or, I guess I think I just found a transformer. Yeah, you know, yeah. hey guys, um, like you're, like Boogie Nights is like the best example. Like in the Boogie Nights, he was like a complete like nice guy in that entire movie. Dirk Diggler. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a somebody. I'm an actor. God damn it. Yeah. Or like rock stars, another one where it's like he's not a tough guy. He's a complete opposite. He has like no range. I can't really see him doing that role. And this is just for me watching you play, not playing yeah. the entire like anthology of this game. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's a video, and thankfully that movie never got made, but there's a video, too, of someone went up to the director or someone who's like, hey, what about Nathan Fillion? And the guy was like, who's Nathan Fillion? I've never heard of him. Whoa, what? And this this was a while ago. This was, um, when did I see that video? 2009, maybe? Mm-hmm. So it's quite a bit ago, but even still, like, it was just like, what is, like, more reason why, like, muggle directors should not be even considering doing these things. Nor should anyone be considered making an Uncharted movie because it just plays so well on its own. If you want an Uncharted movie, go to twitch.tv, type in Uncharted, and watch that. You don't have to play it. You don't have to worry about, oh, I'm bad at video games. You don't have to worry about that. Just watch and enjoy because it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, Dave, if you're going to play them, I recommend playing them in the order in which they came out. Uh, the first one is good. Not the best. They were kind of getting their act together. And you could tell second one, they definitely got things rolling. They got their act together, which was great. Um, third one was really awesome. And now the fourth one that we saw um, was just fantastic. Well done. A cinematic experience. Now, Dave, I know you've been sitting here waiting, anticipating. I told you you would love the ending to this, the actual ending to this. Yes. Game. And like, I'm like wondering what you mean by that. Because So like, remember when I we were just yeah. saying, let's rewind about 20 seconds or five minutes, however long it's been. When we were saying it looked like Elena and Nate's relationship was dissolving. Yeah. It turns out it didn't. 
Elena really? makes a very conscious de- decision. She uh-huh. finds out, like she, you saw that look in her eyes. This is what Nate loves doing. He loves adventuring. You cannot stop him. You could try to leash him, but it's not going to end well. He's going to lie and he's going to do what he wants just to, you know, just because that's what he does. He's an adventurer. He's an explorer. So at the end, everyone goes back to the way they were. Sully, they hint that Sully and Sam end up uh, going off and doing adventures. Nate is content to just hang out, do paperwork as like the head of this, like not construction, but what do they got? Like a Marine, whatever kind of yeah. like dock, whatever. Right. So yeah. um, he's content to just do paperwork. So he's sitting there resigning his name, stamping the stamps. And his boss comes in and he goes, I'm retiring. This is it. I'm so excited. And he has this kind of look on his face. And Nate's like, oh, that's great. Like, you know, you sold your company. Like, what are you going to do? And he goes, oh, you're going to like be your stick around. He goes, no, I'm just going to go on my porch, have some drinks, relax, live the retired life. He goes, that's cool. Who are you selling it to? And he looks at him. He goes, oh, no, he goes, who's the poor sap that you're selling this to? He looks at him and goes, you. And Nate's like, no, seriously, who are you selling this to? He goes, you. And then he walks out and Nate follows him. And Elena's sitting there. And he, his boss, Jameson is his name, hands Nate the keys and says, you know, have fun. You're making a wise investment, blah, blah, blah. So Elena, they use the pirate money when they all survive this crazy adventure. Sam slipped Elena a shit ton of pirate coins, which are made out of solid gold. So they pretty much cashed in, I'm assuming, all of them bought this company and went go to live their lives and start to do adventuring legally. Like they get the permits and stuff to do what they want to do. So it's a nice little compromise, right? Like he's not like an outlaw. He's not like killing people. He's not going to places he's not supposed to be, but he can still do what he wants with the woman he loves. And she realized on this adventure too, which is part of the look is that she missed the adventure just as much as he did. So it's kind of good for both of them. So she goes back. She originally, when he first met her, had her, had her own TV show. And was following Nate around for this exclusive to the tomb of Sir Francis Drake. That's how they met. So she gets the camera equipment again. She gets to do her thing. Nate gets to do his thing. Everyone's happy. Fast forward 12 years. Maybe 13. Oh, boy. Between 11 and 13 years old. Okay. This is what the part that I think you're really going to like. It had shades of Last of Us in it. But not in a bad way. Not in like a heart-wrenching way either. Fast forward 11 to 13 years. You spawn up as, oh, the camera pans. You see a dog on a bed. And you're like, oh, did he get a puppy? That's awesome. He got a puppy. Pans over a blonde girl with glasses, tank top, bathing suit underneath it, flower on it, black tank top, pink flower on it, the whole deal, right? Room's messy as all hell. You start playing as her. And I had the captions up. And when it was playing, it was just like, girl says this, right? Like, her name was girl at that point. You start wandering around. And she's like, mom, dad, where are you guys? And I'm like, oh, my God. Is this? Is this? And then you go into the kitchen. Oh, shit. And you look on the fridge. And there's notes on the fridge about expeditions and things like that and fun little banter. And you go on the counter. And there's a note from... Sully saying, hey, we're going to be there soon. Can't wait to play backgammon with Cassandra. This little girl is the daughter of Nate and Ellie. And no shit. He had a kid. He had a kid. And this is that part, too, where I'm like, you know, that maybe it was meant to be a son at first. But, you know, is there a difference if it's a girl? No. Okay, let's move on. Let's make her a girl. 
So she goes through and she doesn't know who her dad is and what he really did. Like she's probably had an inkling. So she finds all that stuff out and it's like a nice little banter between the two of them about like having the talk. And then she's like, yeah, I want to have to talk. <laughs> Wait, what talk are you talking about? And um, there's that kind of fun little thing. You know, they go off to go on a family adventure or a family uh, sale or whatever. The end. Like the perfect way to wrap up this because the media and the marketing would have you believe that this game was going to be a tragedy, right? A thief's end. Yeah, it definitely sounded like it wasn't. It sounded like he was going to die at this. Like he's not coming out of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, people were freaking out. Like, oh my god, Drake's gonna die. Well, like look, look at that commercial too. Like the one uh, first time I saw this one was in the in the movies, but he's like sitting down, like leaning against a pillar. And the place is on fire, and he's talking in the past tense. It's like, oh, my God, he's going to die. Look at the picture when you install it onto your fucking onto your PlayStation. It's the same picture they've been using for the, the, the cover of it and all their marketing. It's him, all blue, right? It's a very blue palette going on, looking down, looking kind of beat up, Uncharted for A Thief's End. They, they misled us through their marketing purposefully. To the point where it was just like, like Uncharted really is the opposite of The Last of Us in almost every way. Like, in, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you run it. You, I mean, you can stealth in Uncharted. I'm not very good at it, but you can do it or you can run a gun, which I like doing versus in Last of Us. You have to stealth. Like, there's no way you're running gunning in that. Right. Um, and in Last of Us, you start off as a little girl who ends up spoilers dying. In, God, in the worst way, too. In the worst way. <laughs> Uncharted ends as you playing as a, a young girl who's the daughter of the protagonist that ends up living. Like like little little things like that, right? Uh, Joel is very somber, very uh, gritty, very just collected, right? Yeah. Nathan is the opposite of that Funny, in every outgoing, way. outgoing, very, very lively. Yeah. I saw. Very personable. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. So I like they I think they put that nail in the coffin for just to really solidify the difference between Uncharted and Last of Us. And really, it felt like the end of Uncharted for me. So you think that's absolutely like the end of it? Like they're not going to do like fill in years. What happened between like those 12 years and when the baby was growing up and all that stuff? Well, that Dave, I'm glad you asked, because that brings me to my secret question. But I'm bump. But you don't have to take our word for it or theirs. So we are actually just about a little bit over an hour into it where we have talked about Uncharted for A Thief's End from Naughty Dog. We talked about the graphics. We talked, we didn't talk about gameplay, but you don't really need to. It's, it's pretty much the same as all the other ones. Yeah, I just talked about it. We talked about the gameplay. We talked about the ending and like the emotional attachment that you get to these characters and, and just how well thought out it these games are and the writing behind them. Dave, you pretty much guessed my secret question. What I want to ask you guys is if you were to make an Uncharted 5 or a game in the Uncharted world, what style would it be and what would the story be and who would it feature? So let's start with Sergio on this one. Hmm. Interesting. 
Let's start off with Dave on this one. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why me? You have more experience with these characters than I do. Shit. All right. Well, um, let's let's simplify it down. Let's, let's simplify it a little bit. What yeah. would the story be about in this Uncharted game that takes place in this universe? Jeez. Would it be um, a prequel, a sequel, an in-between? You know what? Like, I don't know if I'd want... Now that I think about it, I don't want know if I'd want to do, like, an in-between. reason why is because... Um, you more or less know Nathan's going to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you know he's going to have a kid, and the kid's going to be 12 years old. And, you know, you know, you know it, there's no, like, scare factor of him, like, not surviving. Sure. You know? So it kind of takes away that. So if there is some prequel stuff involved, I would like to see it maybe have to do with someone else. Like, maybe if his, is his brother still alive at the end of it? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. remember. I, don't, I didn't watch that. No one dies except for the bad guys. So I think ma- like his, his his brother should have like a DLC something like because he goes off. That's what I mean. Just like yeah, like his it yeah. should be like his brother. Like it follows his brother now going on these like crazy adventures. His brother at this point because you, you say you say it yourself, they can now do this stuff legally, so Nathan doesn't have to shoot or kill anybody. Whatever. Yeah. His brother, on the other hand, is still going to do some of this shit. Sure. You know, or what they could do because I I mean as much as I would like to see him like follow the daughter, that'd be too Lara Crofty. Yeah. You know, like way too much. And I would love to see it, but it just, it'll be too many parallels. So if they do kind of see with Nathan Drake between now and when, at this point in the end of the game, um, stuff he had to do to protect his daughter, like maybe him and his wife go like on a treasure hunt, like maybe look for, I don't know, the Ark of the Covenant, you know, just get, let's get really like, let's get really like, um, cliche about it, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, they pissed somebody off and now so-and-so is like after like his daughter and like he has to do all this shit just so they don't, they don't get kidnapped the daughter, but the crap he has to do so they don't have, they don't get to her, mm. you know, or just continue off from this point. Like they're on vacation and they get shipwrecked somewhere. Okay. And now like him and Ellie have to like make their way back to like back home basically. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Serge, what about you? Hmm. <laughs> Let's go on Greg with this one. No, we're gonna stick with you. <laughs> so, I I don't know if there's anything that, that I can add or change or that'll be as interesting for Uncharted. I mean, like especially ha- having having gone through like this ride mm. and just seeing it end like this, like it'd be interesting to see like like what, what his brother can do. You know, like yeah. how how he would go off and have adventures and stuff like that, because he, he almost seems well, maybe not as good as as Nathan, but at, at certain points in this game, he knew more. Like he he was, it's like he went off and whatever he he went off to, like he you know got, I don't know, like he he got more knowledge because there's some times where where Renate would be like, oh, like you, like you have something, what is it? Oh, I, I know where I know where it is. Look up at the ceiling. There's the map. <laughs> it's like oh, it's over here. Yep. Now follow the trail. It's over there. Oh, you're right. And it happens yeah. so often, so it'd be cool to see like like that adventure happening. Well, the other thing too about this is uh, we didn't get to bring this up, but even though Sam is Nate's older brother, he's the younger brother in so many ways. Like you know, yeah. I, it must be, be like an Arrested Development kind of thing for being in prison for like thirteen years, but it, it's just like he has this thirst and this like this hunger for what Nate had been doing all the, these years. And you really see it in the end when they're saying their goodbyes, like, you know, Sam's like, Oh, like, you know, like I, you know, I'm not going to come with you. I'm just going to go do my own thing. And Nate's like, no, come with us. There's no imposition really. Like it's fine. 
I talked with Elena about it and it'd be cool. And he's like, no, nah, like I got to do my own thing. And he does his own thing. So he, be, he becomes like the new Nate for Sully, essentially, which is really cool. And that's where you find out about Nate's secret childhood magician act, hmm. where he was called <laughs> Nate the Great, which makes sense if you think about it. Ha ha. Quote Nathan Drake, 2016. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be, that'd be a lot of people's answers for this secret question is, and even people listening to this after the fact is a lot of people, I feel like want to see Sam's adventures, um, through whatever tombs and interesting things he finds. Something else we didn't see on this that we saw in other games, there were no mythical creatures. Did you notice that in other games, there was like mummies or monsters or something. There was nothing. It was all very... This is all just adventure and dudes. I, yeah, I, th- I thought like those, the, sp- the the pirate skeletons would come to life and be yeah. like, Hi, da, 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 you know, like they're singing like, like a pirate shanty <laughs> or something. Yo, ho, yo, ho, uh, a pirate's life for me. You're like, what the? What the? <laughs> no, nope, they just singing. exploded horribly. Yeah. Fucking hated those pirate so mummies. So in any of these games, any of these four games, just because I brought it up, you brought it up, and we didn't think about it like during the preview, was there ever an Easter egg of Goonies? No, not that I saw. Like nothing yeah, that no. says like "Hey, you guys" on it. Like nothing no. at all. God not, damn not that I saw. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw there was uh, "Papers, Please" reference in there. Nice, which is pretty cool. <laughs> There's actually a uh, trophy that uh, references the. Remember when on E3 when they messed up the the demo? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got that trophy. So like, if you don't move at that exact point for a couple of minutes. You'll get the trophy that says stage fright. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so good. They know how to make fun. Yeah. So there's that. There's a, a bunch of references I'm not thinking about to other things. Like I remember in previous uh, Uncharted, there was like a Easter egg that was literally, I think it was like a golden Easter egg that you could find in Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. So they put that in Uncharted as like a, a collectible. So just little stuff like that. Like a lot of things like that, which are really, really cool. Um, as for me, my answer to the secret question is going to be, it's going to be a click and point adventure game starring Cassandra Drake going through high school. No, I'm just kidding. That'd be terrible. Or maybe I thought I seriously thought you were serious right there. I thought you were. I I feel like that that. that might be pretty good. I thought you were really serious. My joke answer might be my serious answer now. (laughs) Yes. And then I could play it. On every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at twitch.tv slash Greg for bedtime stories. God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that's what you were going with. Gotta Maybe like a telltale game or some type of thing. I knew Gotta it. Get that in there. I knew it. Um, no, I'd love to see like, like like maybe something like that. Something to do with his daughter. Like I think that there's a lot of potential there. Maybe not in the same vein. Or maybe as like a, I don't know, more casual game. I don't know. But I feel I definitely want to see more Cassandra Drake based on the couple minutes that I played as her. Cassandra Drake, high school detective. Right? That wouldn't be too far off. High school adventurer where they go into the basement no. of the high school and find things. I don't know. No, no, no. Based on the way she is, though, she's definitely getting homeschooled. <laughs> they, like, live on an island or something. Like, yeah. she's getting homeschooled, you know. Um, yeah. I'm going to stick with the collective point adventure. My joke you know what it would be answer. like if they did make another, like, a, another, like a part five? It'd almost be like The Mummy Returns. Yeah. It'd be exactly like that. She gets kidnapped in some way, shape, or form. And, like, they have to go get... They, they basically, like, have to go save her. But she's still smart enough where, like... No, that would be actually cool. Where 
you play as Nathan Drake to a certain point and then you play as her at another point. Like when she's trying to like, you know, outsmart the guys or do whatever. So he's probably not going to kill anybody. It's more, it probably play more like the last of us. Sure. Where yeah. she has to sneak around and do stuff and go through vents or do this, you know what I mean? To escape. So it'd be, that'd be kind of cool. You get to see like them play as, you know, you get to play as like to two different characters every now and then. You know, there, there's another ending to this game that we're not discussing right now that isn't stated, but could be entirely possible and might be. So in um, Uncharted 3, there's a brawl, a barroom brawl. And if you look around it and not fight anyone, oh, you find a newspaper clipping that references The Last of Us. In what way? Newspaper clipping saying... I don't remember what it was, but it essentially says that the clickers or whatever references the clickers. So it could be a a secret ending if you really think about it where, and we'll tie it up with a secret question with the secret ending where maybe they go sail away and then that's when the apocalypse starts to happen. Oh, that'd be crazy. Like this all takes place before the last of us. Yeah. It wouldn't be too far off. And some of the technology in Last of Us was fairly like some of like the the stuff was fairly futuristic too. Like That's the weapons true. were modern, but like they had some fairly high tech stuff going on. So imagine if it goes like the order of operations or the the order of viewing for Naughty Dog games would be Uncharted one, two, three, four, Last of Us, and then maybe Last of Us two. Hmm. It's all one shared universe, maybe. That's the big thing now. Shared universes. Just saying. Or after Last of Us, everything gets uh, gets destroyed and all goes back to a, time, a more primitive time. Jack and Daxter. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And then things kind of more evolve and go after the fact and then it goes back into Uncharted. It's cyclical. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, I got it. I got it. So things are like get, get turned to shit that like the, the, the infected die. Goes into Jack and Dexter. Then something happens, big catastrophe, and like Crash Bandicoot happens. Crash Bandicoot's like ten thousand years in the future, where Bandicoot it can actually evolve and do this shit. Aha! There it is. Ooh, you brought that in. Yeah, so that's what I would say. I would say it would go Crash, then Jack and Dexter. That's what I would say. Maybe. Boom. Or maybe Crash and Dexter. Uh, Crash and Dexter. That should be the next game. Crash and Dexter. Jack and Dexter ends up taking place in, with Crash around the same time, because, like I was saying, I think it was in Uncharted one or two. They had the Jack and Dexter. Daxter Easter egg for a relic. Eh, that's the cyclicalness. We got it right there. All right, Serge, we're getting ridiculous. Take us home. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, when the hell are you guys going to stop? <laughs> all right, guys, that's all we have for uh, this spinning, podcast today. Spinning, Episode issue uh, 52 of the podcast. Be sure to check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud for you Android users. And check us out every night uh, on the Thursdays. Not every night, only Thursday nights at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time for the Bad Cody podcast. And uh, check us out on Twitter to see when we are streaming live during the week. Playing some games right now. We're playing uh, Battleborn, Overwatch, and uh, some other games that are coming out pretty soon. Uh, We're going to be uh, randomly inviting people from the community to join us in these games. If you guys uh, tune in to our channels, twitch.tv slash Funky and twitch.tv slash BoosterGreg, you can uh, play with us if you have these or games and or systems and stuff. 
like yeah. to uh, thank everyone who's been listening and sharing all of our content uh, coming to the site, going on our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, we've got some more more followers, some more likes. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody who's been doing that. Thank you very much. We do this for fun, but uh, now we're uh, doing it for you guys. Yeah. Until next time, this has been Brewster Greg. And then the Vita Uncharted game is just like a pocket universe. Yeah, you see what I did there? Because the Vita goes in the pocket. And, and the <laughs> Day of the Beard Menace. Dick Jones! Nice. And I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and BadCodyFunky.com for everything you actually care about without all the garbage you fluff of the news. Until next time, guys, we'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. Or... We'll see you never. Or in the future. Or in the future. Or in a pocket universe. <laughs>